Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, there's just no better way to start a Tuesday morning than to listening to dulcet tones of Rob Williams and then this, this just this banger. Ah, did you hear that? That's called hitting the post, son. Yeah, that radio background in me. Welcome in Tuesday morning episode of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast on the heels of Monday Night Raw. There's nothing left between now and WrestleMania unless your name's Brock Lesnar. He apparently has to defend his newly won WWE championship at the Madison Square Garden house show. I believe they said March 5th at the date, March 5th. That's what Paul Heyman dropped on Monday Night Raw. Who is his opponent going to be? Well, right now they're still saying Bobby Lashley, but we know that's bullcrap. It's up in the air. They it's said. up it, in the air. Well, Lesnar may Man. be able to keep his keep his title. I mean, they're they're stacking this Madison Square Garden show. They got Ronda Rousey on the show. They got Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship. I don't think anybody should expect like you know a returning star, Stone Cold Steve Austin, to to be the person to verse Brock, but. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that and so much more. Had a number of a uh, big ish returns, some bigger than others, uh, on Monday Night Raw. Didn't get the big returns that we were expecting. No Stone Cold Steve Austin, no Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Edge is back. Always great to see Edge on my TV screen again. Love seeing Finn Balor back as well. He's been gone for a month, and then and then we got Logan Paul. Logan Paul, do anything for you? Logan Paul's the only one that I consider a return. <laughs> like, like Finn Balor, he was gone for a month. He took a vacation. Okay, I'm not gonna consider that some big return or smallish. Even I don't consider that a, a return. He came back. And Finn Balor was back. Isn't that Another. the definition of the word no. return? Is to come no, back? Not to, not to me. He just Finn Balor's back. Cool, <laughs> cool. I when you say return. I feel like it's a return. That's what now, WWE. Now we're arguing over semantics here, you know. No, I no, I'm not arguing over semantics. I'm arguing over WWE and their social media and the games they be playing with us and playing with our games. with our emotions. It's ridiculous. I love the games. I think I think it is tremendous gamesmanship on WWE's part just to just to play along. They're very self aware of the reports. They know what people are expecting, and I think. As long as they deliver in the end, this is all cheeky good fun that, that can be had on social media, and it's no big deal. Uh, we did get Edge dropping a few teases uh, tonight. He's back. He's out there. He says, hey, look, I'm here to make WrestleMania phenomenal. I want I want a major opponent, an undeniable opponent at WrestleMania. A lot of different teases dropped for, for the big names that are still out there. We'll get into who Edge should be facing or who we want to see Edge, because I know you hate that word, should, SP3. We'll get into who we would like to see Edge uh, face at WrestleMania. And uh, also, let's see, we got a United States Championship match that is set up for next week. Very interesting there. Maso Ciampa wrestling, apparently for the first time ever on Monday Night Raw. Did you know he's never wrestled before on, on Monday Night Raw except for three years ago when he was in a tag team match? Right around this same time. Yeah, yeah. Man, with, Johnny, 
with Johnny Gargano, but you know they yeah, can't it, mention him. I guess it so. must be the it must be the just for men, oh, right? Like, and it just makes him look like a different dude. They can't mention their opponents either, so it doesn't exist. Their opponents work for AEW and our former AEW World Tag Team Champions FDR. So they can't mention the opponents. They can't mention the tag team partner because he's not currently signed. So it never happened. Well, you notice Edge didn't say Christian tonight either. Yeah, he said, his he, promo. he said we versed two of the best tag teams. He made sure to mention Devon for good reason. You know, hopefully yes. Devon's having a speedy recovery. But he just acknowledged that he versed two of the greatest tag teams. He didn't mention either by name and or, did his not admit, or his tag team partner. Uh, before we get into all that, guys, football season might be over, and it's a sad time of the year. That first Sunday without football absolutely sucks. But hey, basketball is. In full swing, both pro and college hoops just had the NBA All-Star game this weekend. Just had, what, would you say the worst dunk contest in the history of mankind, SP3? Would you say? Yeah, <laughs> just it was pretty garbage. bad. I didn't want to even watch it. Just hot garbage this week. You could have bet on it, though, and you could have bet on it with Bet Online. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next coach fired is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your betting needs. Head on over to the website. Use your mobile devices, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That is B-L-E-A-V. And it is not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC odds, and it's the best in the business. Sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. And I do want to start today uh as we are officially on the fast lane i guess to to the road to wrestlemania here there's not there's no stops in between there is no actual fast lane pay-per-view there is no uh any other kind of roadblocks or anything they could throw this out for brock lesnar but this is a glorified house show at madison square garden it's he's not dropping the title like let's 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 be honest he's not dropping the title here it's all about the build-up to wrestlemania and I'm listening to Edge cut this incredible, incredible promo on Monday Night Raw. And it, it you know, no one, he's one of the best at, at diving back into history and, and breaking down his accolades. And he gets fired up. And I'm sitting here and he's talking about the magic of WrestleMania season. It kind of fitting that he brought that up because I was thinking today, I don't feel that anymore. Like, I, I can't remember, honestly, the last time that I have felt the magic of WrestleMania season. And I don't know if that's partially due to the pandemic because, you know, the, the build up to WrestleMania 36 was just riddled with uncertainty. We didn't even know if we were going to get the dang thing. And by the time it rolled around, it was in the empty performance center and to a crowd of, of one fan. And it was the industrial one in the damn ceiling. Uh, and then the, the, the following year, we're still in the middle of the pandemic and we're talking about crowds and this, that, and the other thing, I, the, the magic to me, it, it, it doesn't exist anymore. Am I, am I the only one like, do you still feel that? Like, I don't know if I've felt that that WrestleMania excitement and that WrestleMania magic since back before I got into covering this for for a living. Like, do you feel that at all? Have you felt that since you started covering it? Or is this just a, a me thing here? Last time I felt like the road to WrestleMania type of energy is probably the road to WrestleMania 30. I went to the Barclays Center for a Raw before WrestleMania 30, and it was 
ironically an episode where Daniel Bryan missed, and that's like my favorite guy. So I had to miss him on that one. But it was the week after he got beat down by like the authority. They had did a whole interview, and you just felt the energy. It felt like WrestleMania season, but like the following year, WrestleMania 31 over delivered. It beat expectations, but the that's because the road to WrestleMania just was just trash. WrestleMania 32. That was highlighted by Shane McMahon in the lockbox and versing The Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell. WrestleMania 33, nothing was really exciting. They kind of ruined one of their more exciting programs with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho by putting it lower on the card. Uh, WrestleMania 34, there was Rousey on the road there, but like yeah. nothing else felt like it had the rest of the road to WrestleMania energy. WrestleMania 35, they totally botched the whole road to the first woman's uh, main event. They almost botched the whole Kofi mania. People try to forget that, that they, they constantly prolonged that and didn't do it at the right time and shuffled that along the way. So, you know, those two programs could have gave us the road to WrestleMania energy and it just didn't. WrestleMania 36, understandably, the pandemic, we won't hold that against them. WrestleMania 37, no, because we were still in the pandemic, Thunderdome yeah. era, on the road to WrestleMania, so you couldn't really feel the energy. And now we got fans back, and it's still not there. And, like, I'm a huge Edge fan. And, like, halfway through the promo, I'm like, this is captivating, going over your history and stuff. But all in the back of my mind, I'm like, I hope they do know that the only way this promo is going to be looked at as great is if someone comes out and answers this challenge. Otherwise, it just sounds like you have a Hall of Famer, a legend, a 11-time world champion out here begging to get a match at WrestleMania. Like, that's how it, that's how it comes yeah, across. Yeah, you're not wrong. From the outside looking in, that's how it comes across because there's no – all this stuff about – I, you know, I, I'm, I'm here for the WrestleMania energy. You're the only one that feels it, bro. And, and then when no one answers your call with all those teases, it just sounds like you're begging and no one, no one wants to verse the Hall of Famer at WrestleMania. So the, not only do the fans not have the energy, it seems like the superstars don't have the energy because this dude is not even a full-time superstar. He's a part-timer and he's showing more passion about WrestleMania than no one who wants to answer this call. Like it's just, it was baffling. It was really baffling. Like I was like, yo, like when he said phenomenal, I was like, hit AJ Styles music. Just Immediately. Hit it. Hit it. Just hit it. Just hit it. Just go for just, it. Just give us what we want, right? Yeah, like just, just give us what don't try to prolong it. Don't give us the edge spotlight promo and you think that's good enough. No, because we need someone something to give us WrestleMania energy. Bianca and Becky did their best tonight. I would say they did the best out of everything on the show to feel like it was going into WrestleMania. But when everything else is just so soulless and without that energy. It, that also feels empty as well by by circumstance. I, I think a lot of it this year, right? Because this like this should be the year where, for the most part, we're we're back to normal, right? Like the 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 Omicron wave is finally like dying down, and and hopefully we're we're finally out of the, all this BS. But like everybody's just kind of moved on at this point. We're not going to talk about whether or not that's the right thing. It's just what people have done. And this should be like the big return to normalcy. We're going to have 100,000 people at Jerry's World back-to-back -back nights putting on the biggest show imaginable. And your top three matches are rematches. Like, 
in all seriousness. Like we've seen Brock and Roman a bajillion times. They've all been good, but we've seen it a bunch of times. Bianca and Becky, this is going to be their fourth match. I get the story's great and it's there. And again, I, I agree with you. I thought their promo exchange was the exchange tonight. Um, and I hope that they progress to move something else, move forward with something else, because this they laid a great foundation for something that can turn into some magic heading into WrestleMania. But please don't come out there next week and start talking about 26 seconds and the fans don't like me. Don't keep repeating the same stuff over and over again like you did after SummerSlam. Let's move on. Let's get to some break some new ground. All right. You did it. You reminded everybody tonight. That's the foundation. Let's build upon that for the next few weeks leading into WrestleMania. Don't just give me the same layer over and over and over again. But that has the the potential to be something special leading into WrestleMania season. Babyface Brock is great. Edge's promo was fire. But yeah, I mean, it's like there's just there's nothing there yet that just gets me overly excited to go, man, I can't wait to get to Dallas, Texas. I'm still excited because I'm going to go there. It's going to be WrestleMania in person. I can't wait to do the media rounds. But it's like as a as a fan, I'm wondering, like, what is there to get overly excited for me to go down to Texas? Because I just don't. I just don't feel it right now. Like, I was just thinking, like, why couldn't they give us the same type of feeling and energy that they gave us when the fans came back? You remember that that couple of weeks? You know, yeah. you, got, you had the first SmackDown back, and you had the energy of that crowd. Then you had Money in the Bank with John Cena's return. The road to SummerSlam. SummerSlam felt big. You get Becky return. You get Brock return. Why can't we get some of that? Like this is the the this is the first show after your last pay per view after WrestleMania. I mean, bo- uh, before WrestleMania. So why can't you give us? You didn't give us anything after Royal Rumble. Nothing really happened. You just set up Elimination Chamber. Then you're after Elimination Chamber, and nothing really happens here. You bring back Edge after, what, three weeks off? Like, yeah, that's not a return. That's just, he just came back for WrestleMania season, took a couple weeks off to get ready. Uh, Finn Balor took a vacation with his wife and had a good time and then come back. But he doesn't feel like he's going to have anything important. He called, you know, Damian Priest calls out a world championship material challenger. He's talking about WrestleMania. And then the match is next week. Like, y'all going to probably do this match like two or three times and then probably give it to us, give it to us again at WrestleMania. I, 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 already, idea, already, I'll bring it up later. I already see it coming. I already see it coming. I know this company, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I can be wrong once about the Bianca thing. They came through <laughs> on it, and I'm thankful for that. But yeah. I'm not wrong many times. You know, I, I'm sitting here, and I'm listening to you talking, and you, you make a lot of great points. And I think another thing is there's two things there. One, this year's Royal Rumble just took all the wins out of the sale, right? There there wasn't that that upstart like Becky Lynch 20. 2019 there wasn't that bianca belair 2020 there isn't that shinsuke nakamura 2018 for that matter you know somebody who has somebody who is trying to come in and win their first world championship or somebody who could possibly be made on this stage again your top three matches are all rematches and they're all bona fide stars who have already won world championships uh you decided to put brock in the royal rumble just to eliminate the royal rumble to make it meaningless so he could go in an elimination chamber, win the WWE championship, and then set up title for title. So you you just basically nixed one of your biggest events because you wanted to do championship versus championship. 
So you have those two factors that I think are are really kind of leading into that as well. So the Royal Rumble was bad. The men's Royal Rumble specifically was bad. There were some good things to like about the show, but it just completely took the wind out of the sails. Elimination Chamber, yeah, solidify that the Royal Rumble was meaningless, and we don't have that. We don't have that Kofi Mania magic. We don't have that guy who's that who's trying to culminate a career or anything like that. Maybe we can still get something like that because right now only the top three matches are solidified on the card. We could get a returning Cody Rhodes that would bring some energy to the show if he's got his first match. Does he face Seth Rollins? Does he face Edge? A lot of possibilities there, but I think Cody's kind of, at this point, he's the key. He's the key to returning some of that magic to WrestleMania season, in my opinion. He is an absolute wild card. We didn't get him last night. Maybe we get him next week. Is he the guy who's going to face Edge at WrestleMania? We will ask that question and more coming up in the top, or excuse me, the, uh, what do we call the segment? The five count. The five count. That's what it is. God dang it. Oh, my own dang show that I produce, and I can't even remember what the hell it's called. We're going to do the five count coming up here right after this from NordVPN. What is more important than peace of mind? Nothing, and that is what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind. While you are online with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever. Be sure that you have the best VPN that you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at just under $4. Per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code BLEAV to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month free. It's also risk free with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. There it is. That's the name of the segment that I came up with. That's what it is. Really wish we didn't have to record these at 11 o'clock at night when I'm practically brain dead. I do want to start, number one, with babyface Brock, who was spectacular last night. Just absolutely great, eating it up with the crowd, even though he, he... I thought his interview with Pat McAfee was very, very candid, and, you know, where he's talking about how he just gets overwhelmed by crowds and really has to kind of separate himself from it, and it takes a lot out of him to be you know, with people. Uh, he looked like a man of the people last night. And his exchange with Paul Heyman was great. And it sets up this this matchup at Madison Square Garden, which they continued the uh, concussion protocol storyline with Bobby Lashley, which I know you have to be uh, very happy about, SP3. You're a big fan of that, uh, that going down. But they said that this match on March 5th is going to be Brock Lesnar defending his WWE championship against Bobby Lashley, which we talked about on yesterday's episode. Probably not possible unless the report is false. Lashley has to have shoulder surgery. Could could be out for four months. Again, it's a report not been confirmed by WWE at this point. So I guess anything is possible Could do a squash match. Who knows? But they already laid the groundwork and said, hey, look, if Lashley doesn't get out of concussion protocol, a suitable replacement will be there for you so number one brock's opponent at madison square garden a big surprise sp3 or is this simply a ruse to sell some tickets 
Oh, Toru's to sell some tickets. I mean, it's not going to be a big surprise. Like, when you say big surprise, you would think it's two of the names we've been talking about for WrestleMania season of Cody Rhodes or Stone Cold Steve Austin. And no, it's not going to be that. If it isn't Bobby Lashley, which I don't think it will be unless he got really good news. He was in Birmingham, Alabama to get his shoulder checked out today. That was reported by PW Insider, but... As far as this matchup, I don't see him or why the reason you would rush him back. And, you know, MSG is a big market for them, but is it big enough to risk Bobby Lashley's health? I don't think so. And is it big enough to debut Cody Rhodes and so-called Steve Austin not, no. on, not on national TV? Hell no. no. So, yeah, ruse. Unless, unless they come out and say, hey, this bad boy is going to be on Peacock. Angle me none. Who's it going to be? Probably Seth Rollins. I hate to admit it, but they'll probably, you know, oh, well, we can sell more tickets because somebody tweeted out today. I think it was Jimmy Van tweeted out that they've only sold 55% of the uh, the gate so far for the show two weeks out. So maybe they're trying to to build some intrigue and say, hey, look, Brock's on the card and he's going to defend the title and gullible WWE fans are going to go, hey, maybe it's Cody Rhodes. Let's go to the show. Who knows? That, that might be their, their way of thinking. And of course, Cody Rhodes could debut on Friday night SmackDown. He could debut on raw and, and totally ruin all that. I'm not saying don't go to the show, by the way, I'd love to go to a show at Madison square garden. If you want to go, go buy tickets. I, I totally uh, encourage you to do so, but it's not going to be anybody big. It's not to say that Seth Rollins is a big, I'm not trying to insult the guy, but it's not going to be this big shock return. It's probably going to be Seth Rollins to set up that marquee matchup. Oh, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, anything can happen. And then he'll get his ass beat just like he did at Elimination Chamber, which is a damn shame, by the way, because did you hear that crowd in South Carolina last night when Seth Rollins came out? Oh, that man oh, 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 oh. it is taking a lot of time. It is taking a lot of work. But Seth Rollins has got that character over he's got the crowds eaten out of the palm of his hand they could make this baby face turn official like that and he could be the top guy on monday night it could be monday night freaking rollins if they really wanted it to be again but damn it man they just had to do title for title i think that's another reason that's taken the the, the magic away is like there's not their own WWE championship storyline that's going on. I would be excited as hell if Seth Rollins and Big E were feuding over the WWE championship. I really would. I think that would be a great marquee matchup for Big E heading into WrestleMania, especially if he was trying to win the title back. Maybe if he did lose it to Seth Rollins at day one of the Royal Rumble, Big E's trying to get his redemption and he could win the WWE championship at WrestleMania. I would love that. I would be all for that. But no, we don't have that. Right now, we don't know who Seth Rollins is facing at WrestleMania. He's got a tag team title shot with Kevin Owens in a couple weeks. That ain't going to go anywhere. Kevin Owens is reportedly fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. So, I don't know what Rollins is going to be doing, especially if Cody Rhodes possibly has a date with somebody else at WrestleMania. Say, Edge. We talked about his, his fiery promo and he laid out all those teases, dropped those, those key words, drop phenomenal, drop undeniable. There was one, one, one other one, but it was, uh, it's escaping me at the moment. Fighting demons. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, basically edge laying out the guys that he would want to face and then continuing WWE's. Oh, we're going to tease Cody Rhodes at any turn that we can, but there's some options there. 
Is it going to be a main event? No. Is it going to be a hell of a fight? Yes. Is the build for it going to be good no matter who the options are? Probably. Number two, who would you prefer? Assuming that those are the three guys. Or, hell, pick another one. But the three guys we're talking about here are obviously Finn Balor, Cody Rhodes, and AJ Styles. Who would you prefer to see Edge face at WrestleMania 38 SP3? Uh, AJ Styles. He wants the match. Edge wants the match. I know they can deliver. And this is the only way AJ Styles is going to have an important match at WrestleMania. So I think that Seth Rollins, I mean, I think that Cody has a better option in Seth Rollins for what he wants to be. If he's going to come into WWE to just be a heel again, it's like, why did you leave AEW? That's the whole thing. Like you said, you didn't want to turn heel. That's why the fans turned on you is because you didn't want to just turn heel and give them what they wanted. Uh, so why would you come in and first one of their top baby faces in edge? That wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. And Finn Balor, they kind of really positioned him where he's going to be positioned on this show. He brought, he was brought back in a mid card tag team matchup. And then he went off to the mid card champion. Like that's how they view him. That's how they view him. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we just need to get that clear. This was just a tease. So I feel like the right choice is AJ Styles. I agree. I think AJ Styles is that for for all the reasons you said, AJ Styles is the match that Styles wants, what Edge wants. It's what the fans want. The second that Edge dropped phenomenal, you saw that little smirk. You saw that little eyebrow raise. Like that that to me was the nod and I agree with you. It's like just freaking hit AJ Styles music and let's go. Um maybe Styles wasn't back. Maybe he didn't want to go to the show after Saudi Arabia. Who knows? There were there were a lot of people who were absent tonight. They didn't capitalize on Alexa Bliss's big return at all. She wasn't even on the show tonight. So, but traveling back from Saudi Arabia, okay, I'm going to give them a pass and maybe they gave a couple people the night off. That's, that's fine. Two becomes a habit. All right, let's, let's hope that both AJ Styles and Alexa Bliss are back next week. But more importantly, you know me, I'm a big picture guy, right? I'm a big picture guy. And I'm trying to think of who on the roster is a world champion caliber opponent kind of like what Damian Priest was talking about. It really hasn't faced this new version of Roman Reigns in a while, and I I keep going to the fact that AJ Styles has enough equity built up. He's still one of the best wrestlers in the planet. I know he got squashed by Omos, who has been very absent and noticeably absent from Raw over the last few weeks, even after that that big squash match uh, over AJ Styles. It would not take much at all to heat AJ Styles back up and turn him into a world title contender. Not one, not much at all. And a win over Edge at WrestleMania, that would be a major catalyst for him and would make him a front runner, I think, in my opinion, immediately afterwards to challenge Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship. And that is a title build and a title feud that I could get behind right after WrestleMania. You got to have somebody in position. So, yes, it's a dream match. We've already seen Edge and Roman. Let's not go down that avenue. I'd be for Edge being a world champion again at some point, but let's not go down that avenue. Give me AJ Styles and Roman Reigns after WrestleMania, starting with AJ Styles beating Edge at WrestleMania 38. Yeah, I mean, I'm more, if this match does happen, I think that AJ Styles winning is the right choice. But uh, I, yeah, I just think that this is the best choice for both guys and it's going to give God, both of them a chance to steal the show at WrestleMania 38. When Edge, when Edge is motivated, when Edge is motivated and he wants to make something gold, he delivers on that. And this match will be 
well, for lack of a better word, phenomenal, pun intended. Uh, we do have a, a championship match next week. You already alluded to it. We saw a, hang on, you don't like this word either. Uh, we saw Finn Balor come back. He didn't return. He came back because that's definitely not the same thing. Uh, Balor comes back. He tags with Tommaso Ciampa. They beat the Dirty Dogs, uh, continuing that storyline with the NXT 2.0 flow in. So we'll see Ciampa and, uh, and, and Dolph Ziggler tomorrow night, or, or excuse me, tonight. But then Finn Balor comes back after Damian Priest beats Shelton Benjamin. Says he wants a world caliber type opponent to challenge him for the United States Championship because it's WrestleMania season, baby. They did a lot to remind us of that tonight. Almost like people like us are forgetting that it's WrestleMania season. And then Finn Balor comes out and I'm immediately like, okay, game on. And then they're giving us this damn match next week. Uh, so. Who is walking out of Raw next week? Question number three here on the five count, because that's what we call this segment. Who's walking out as the United States champion next week? Is it Finn Balor or is it Damian Priest? I mean, if they want to make things interesting and if this is going to be the program that they take to WrestleMania, then Finn Balor should win. But I don't think that's the route they're going to go. I think that Damian Priest loses by disqualification because he lets the Damian out. And this leads, this does eventually lead to them versing at WrestleMania where the demon has to come out to face Damien. Oh, fuck. Why did you put that into the atmosphere? Why? Why? That didn't even cross my damn mind that that was going to happen. You just had to put two and two together. Oh, demon and Damien, because you have your freaking Vince hat on, and that's exactly what he would do. Damn it. Mm -hmm. Don't need it. Don't need it. I was kind of hoping maybe tonight would be the start of them saying, hey, look, this Damien shit ain't working with Damien Priest. Maybe we can move away from that. It kind of looked like they were moving away from that because we haven't seen a whole lot of promo work out of Damien Priest. We didn't really see crazy eyes tonight, even no. when. Uh, uh, Cedric Alexander got involved in the match. We didn't see crazy eyes. So I'm thinking, hey, maybe they're moving away from this. Oh, hell. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to get Damian Priest and Finn Balor. That might actually be a good match. That might be a good story. Maybe they're starting to turn things around for Damian Priest. And now all of my hope has gone out of the window in one damn sentence from Sid Poehler III. Damn you to hell. I'm glad I can help. I'm here. To, I'm here to help, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to bring y'all to the reality that is this company. This company. You have to think like them. It's the best thing for you. <laughs> is it? I was yeah. in a much... Ignorance is bliss. I was in a much happier place thinking, oh, man, you know what? It would be interesting if Finn Balor won the United States Championship, and I wouldn't be mad at it. I really wouldn't. Damian Priest has had a nice long run where has it been great? Not from a booking standpoint, but at least he's been winning matches. He's had the United States title. He's defended it. There have been worse United States championship runs. Look at Shinsuke Nakamura's because, um, you know, they give that title, that man titles, and they don't do anything with him. At least they did stuff with Damian Priest. It wasn't all great, but they did stuff with him. Nice long run. I wouldn't be mad if it ended. And then, yeah, that could be a nice little program. Maybe a mix in Tommaso Ciampa. I thought that would be really interesting. Right before. That match ended with Damian Priest and, and Shelton Benjamin last night. 
because everybody was talking about Champa and and Finn Balor and what a great tag team that would be. And I would agree. I would love to see that tag team on Monday Night Raw. No question about it. But then I started thinking, I was like, man, you got Damian Priest, you got Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa. That would be a hell of a triple threat match for the United States Championship at WrestleMania if Tommaso is moving up to the main roster. We'll get to him in a moment. And then Balor comes out, and I'm like, well, shit, we're already two-thirds of the way there. Let's go. Let's heat this bitch up and head toward WrestleMania and give me that triple threat match that I want. No, you're right. We're going to get Steve Buscemi, Crazy Eyes Priest against the demon Finn Balor for the United States Championship at WrestleMania. And now I'm just freaking sad. I'm just sad. You know, what's, you know what's true? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put, put manifest change. Because that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to manifest change within WWE. I think Finn Balor does win the United States Championship next week and sets us up for that triple threat match involving Tommaso Ciampa at WrestleMania. That's where I'm going to go because, damn it, I got to believe that's the direction they're going to go. Okay. Let's talk about Mr. Tommaso Ciampa, who had his first match ever on Monday Night Raw. Won in a tag team match. Again, Finn Balor, his partner, they beat the Dirty Dogs. Tommaso Ciampa will be uh, wrestling Dolph Ziggler tomorrow on NXT 2.0. Definitely seems more and more likely that Ciampa is coming up to the main roster. I thought tonight was a nice appetizer for him, introduce him to the to the main audience. Didn't get much of a reaction at first, but by the end of the match, people were were into him a little bit, which is to be expected if people don't watch NXT, and judging by the numbers, people aren't. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's nice to kind of get his feet wet with NXT a little bit, get him with Finn Balor, get people excited. I thought the match was really, really good. Those two work well as a tag team. I'm excited for the prospect of Tommaso Ciampa on the main roster, but I'm also very, very nervous for very obvious reasons. So I will ask number four here. What is, if the move is made official, what do you think Tommaso Ciampa's ceiling is on the main roster? The Intercontinental United States Championship. That that's his ceiling. He's never gonna sniff the world, the, the WWE or Universal Championships. Maybe he'll get a Cesaro like title uh, shot, like ten years, eight eight to ten years into his main roster run, like Cesaro did. Maybe he'll get into Elimination Chamber. Maybe he'll do that, like Mike Knox. Mike Knox did that, so he could probably, you know, Tommaso Ciampa could probably do that. But I just don't see this company going for someone that looks like Tommaso Ciampa. He's not that. He's not that tall. He's a small stature guy. He's a great in-ring worker, but he is also in his late thirties. This is not the age that you know. This is the age that some people they will invest in, like. A uh, riddle who's like 37, 38, and Damian Priest, who's like 39, going on 40. Yeah. They'll they're investing those guys, but Ciampa is not that those type of guys. He doesn't look like a riddle. He's not as tall as Damian Priest. So that's why his ceiling is that US or Intercontinental type. 39 is the new 26, by the way. And uh, you know, with the with the just for men that he's put in there, you know, he he's gone from looking like he's fifty six to looking like he's thirty six again. I mean, uh, to be fair, anything I've seen tonight did not make me think any more of his ceiling or think that his ceiling was higher when they gave him a job or entrance. They were late coming back from the commercial break. All right, like I think. Oh timing. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were late. They were late. No, they were early. 
They meant to uh, the film and just <laughs> you are such, you are such a glass half empty kind of guy, and I'm no, more I'm not. I am not. I think they relate. I do. I'm I sorry. I've been watching this company for 32 years, ladies and gentlemen. I know them. They weren't too. They didn't. They didn't come back too late. No, they came back early. They wanted to catch him in the ring. I would like to sit here as a guy who has enjoyed Tommaso Ciampa's work in NXT and, and thank the world of his talent, both in the ring and on the microphone. And yeah, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's absolutely shredded, right? Like he he's, he's one of the most intimidating people in the world. If you have met him in person, my first ever in-person wrestling interview that I did on the road was Tommaso Ciampa. And I was so damn nervous to do that because the guy is such an intimidating figure. And then you get it and then you meet him. He's the nicest freaking guy in the world. And he's very open. He's very candid. He loves this damn business. He loves to talk about this damn business. He's very smart about it. I would love to sit here as a fan of Tommaso Ciampa, the performer and the person and sit here and say, yes, he has a chance to win the WWE championship. Yes, he has a chance to challenge for the Universal Championship. Hell, I'd love to see him and Roman Reigns mix it up. But I know the company, and I know I'm the hope guy. I know I'm the believe guy, right? But I've already seen the tweaks. You know, he had the big, scraggly, gray beard that just made him look like a total, just crazy psycho killer, which is what he is in NXT. What do they do? What do they do for, for main event? They had him trim it. They had him dye it. The tweaks are already happening, right? And that's what I'm afraid of. It's like they're going to come up and they're going to do what they did with Keith Lee. They're going to do what they did with Karrion Cross. They're going to do what they did with so many other people. They're going to nitpick. They're going to tweak him. They're going to give him some kind of character change. If they take away his music, I swear to God, I am going to throw things through my office wall. But I could, I just see all those tweaks happening and I could see it you know, really kind of squashing any momentum that he might have that he might build up out of the gate. And I want to believe that he could be a world champion. I really do. I really want to believe, and maybe he'll prove all of us to be wrong, but knowing the company and knowing the kind of people that Vince likes, that's an uphill climb. So I would agree with you. I think this is a guy who could come up to the main roster. He could win the United States championship. At WrestleMania, if they give us the triple threat match, I think they could do that. He could be a multi-time intercontinental champion. He could put on banger matches and it would be great. I don't know if it would ever be enough for the creative team and the higher ups in the back to give him that opportunity to run on top. I just don't see it. But I, for the love of God, for the sake of Tommaso Ciampa and the sake of my fandom, I hope, I hope uh, that I am wrong. Hey, SP3, you know, tons of people take multivitamins, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But it is important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals are artificial anything in these bad boys reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it one scoop cup of water that's it to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first 
purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That is B-L-E-A-V. Again, athleticgreens.com slash believe. Now, uh, these statements, they have not been uh, evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens take ownership of your health. We got one final topic of conversation here on the five count. Did you see the bracket? Everybody loves brackets. March is almost here, baby. March Madness. We got the bracket for the Women's Dusty Cup. It is out for those on the YouTube channel. I'm going to bow right there. Hang on. Let me take the let me take the banner down. Hang on. There it is. There it is in all its glory. SP3, who you got? Oh, Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray's winning. Or, I mean, it's going to be Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray versus Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez in the finals. So one of those two teams is going to win. I'm going to go with the one I'd rather see go for the women's tag team titles. I'll go with Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. Part of me really wants Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray in, like, the actual women's title picture. So... I'm leaning towards Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez, but they're also doing something with Wendy Chu and, and Dakota Kai. So I would say that they would be my wild card, but I could also easily see them losing to Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada in the opening round. But maybe not. I can't it, see that. No, that's not happening. They just lost a toxic attraction. Yeah, there's, they no did. Reason, there's no reason to put them over. They, they're doing some type of story with uh, Dakota, Dakota and Wendy, and plus that sets up. Dakota to verse Raquel, the two former winners of the first ever women's dusty cup in the second. Yeah. yeah, it definitely seems to me though that they're I'm gonna go with the the one that they they want to push the most. Uh and I think that that is is Cora Jade. She seems to be the one that they're really trying to to build up. And now they got the big mommy cool, the 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 mentor for her, the one that you know She's earned her respect, and now they're doing all these training vignettes, which, by the way, I don't think we ever talked about it. If I'm Cora Jade, I would be very, very concerned that there was a camera in my bedroom at 5 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> that, that was a little, a little concerning, to say the least. <laughs> but I think Raquel Gonzalez is on her way out of uh, NXT. I think she's going to get called up, and she doesn't. She doesn't need more of a rub by winning another Dusty Cup. And if she's going to win the Dusty Cup, she needs to beat the Toxic Attraction for the women's tag team titles. She's been there. She's done that. She's the first ever women's tag team champions. She needs to get to the finals. That's great. And then lose so she can get called up. Cora J gets enough of a rub by getting to the finals. You need to you also need to build up the women's Dusty Cup. You had a you had a genuine team that they built up in Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez last year. But you need one of those all-star tag teams. Like the first ever men's Dusty Cup was won by Samoa Joe and Fenn Balor. Like the Broserways before they became a team were one of those all-star teams. And now you need that for the women. And that's and that's Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai. Kind of wish Io Shirai was on her way up to the main roster. If I'm completely honest with you, if we're we're talking about women who should be earmarked for for the main roster, but I I, I see what you're where you're coming from. If I'm picking anybody out of this bracket, yeah, Raquel Gonzalez seems to be the one who's on her way up. No, and, and I wouldn't be mad at that. I I think either Raw or SmackDown could could use an injection of a Raquel Gonzalez under the roster. It wouldn't be bad at all. Um, Io Io can get called up. In the next draft, it'll be fine. They still have a little bit of stories that I honestly feel like that she should have got called up 
six months ago during the last draft, but they still got a little bit of stories that they got going on there. Like I said, they can go on in verse and win the women's tag team championship. See, the most decorated woman in NXT history after that. And then they have the eventual story of, of Zoe Stark coming back and turning on Io Shirai. That will keep her busy until October in the draft. Sooner or later, Asuka will be back and she'll need a tag team partner on the main roster. And then they'll call up Io Shirai because that's just what WWE would do. <laughs> Kabuki like, Warriors 2.0. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the Kabuki Warriors 2.0. You took the words right out of my damn mouth. Uh, real quickly, I didn't put a graphic for this. Who wins tonight, do you think? Do you think Dolph Ziggler wins or Tommaso Ciampa wins on NXT 2.0? Uh, Dolph Ziggler, easily. I hate that. But they did give Tommaso Ciampa the win uh, last night. So there is something there. One final thought. This man's like a cockroach. It's like George Costanza. Just doesn't go away. Doesn't stay away. Great report coming out that uh, Drake Maverick, who was released by WWE for the second time in a year, late last year, is now back with WWE again, except this time in a creative role. He has been working for the last three or four weeks uh, with the Raw creative team. And look, I'm I'm happy for this move. One, the man, an extremely talented and extremely creative mind like Drake Maverick, gets to keep getting a paycheck, which is great. And he can help out on Raw as well. And, and honestly, Raw has steadily been getting better as SmackDown has steadily been getting worse. Uh, so, you know, it's this, this, the scales tend to tip one way or the other. It's amazing what happens when you take a lot of your talent away from SmackDown and move them over to Raw in the draft. And then this is what they always do. Ladies and gentlemen, they did this in 2002, 2002, the first draft SmackDown got the better of Raw. And what they did in 2004, they was like, nah, we give it raw. Everybody, <laughs> Everybody. we literally going to give them, we're going to give SmackDown Triple H and then trade them back to Raw. Then, then they did in 2016. Everybody thought Raw had the better of the draft. They had the bigger stars, but SmackDown had the better Ryan with, with Ryan Ward. Plus, they had, you know, interesting authority figures in Shane McMahon and Daniel O'Brien. They had AJ Styles rise. They had Dean Ambrose. They had a whole new SmackDown 6. What did they do the very next draft in 2017? They put The Miz. They put Dean Ambrose. They put everybody on Raw. They was like, nah, chill. We got we to gotta, we gotta even this out. No, we got to make SmackDown worse. And this is three times the charm now. SmackDown was getting the better of Raw, of Raw from 2000. Two of 2020, uh, 2020 to 2021, and then in that last draft, they were like, Nope, we're gonna give Raw the advantage here. We're gonna give Raw everybody because all Fox wanted was Ronda Rousey and Roman Reigns and Charlotte they, Flair. And Charlotte Flair, yeah, they, they, Fox executives might rethink their thinking on that one when the draft rolls around back in October. But anyway, this is good, this is good news for Drake Maverick. I'm happy for Drake Maverick. He's someone that is very uh, funny and humorous. You kind of see his touch. Like, I really like Alpha Academy, everything Alpha Academy has been doing lately, even their little promo segment. Look at this face. He hates math. I love, I, I just love Chad Gable and, and Otis together. That's great stuff. And like I said, the in-ring action is usually good on Monday Night Raw. So Drake Maverick has a, a good place over on the Raw creative team for now. For now. Yes, but again, giving smart, creative guys who know the business, the more people like that backstage in WWE, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the better. Uh, you, sir, 
had quite a day. This coming Wednesday, you got an interview that is dropping. Why don't you tell the fine folks about that interview? Yes, check out my interview with MLW heavyweight champion Alex Hammerstone, uh, uh, one of the bigger stars of Major League Wrestling, getting ready for his big main event matchup at MLW Super Fight on February 26th against Davey Richards. We talk about that match. We talk about Killer Cross coming to MLW. We also talk about the dynasty officially breaking up with Richard Holiday turning on him and how MJF feels about that and his thoughts on MJF's run in AEW. It's a very fun chat, so check that out on Wednesday. Yep, that will drop uh, 3 p.m. right now is when it is slated uh, to come out. That is Eastern Standard Time, so make sure you subscribe to the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel and you don't miss out on that bad boy. It was a very well-done interview. Uh, thank you very much, sir, for uh, for handling that job. Well done. Uh, again, make sure to follow us on the uh, Twitter machines at Rick Uccino, at SP 3 Make sure to check out my pinned tweet. Follow the instructions, and you got a shot at winning at least $50 to shop AEW. you got a couple weeks left. Uh, ahead of AEW Revolution to get yourself registered to win that gift card. And I think that is about everything. So we really appreciate all you guys listening to every 48 minute of this half hour podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.